119. Welcome to episode 119 of the Wolfpack Podcast. April is over. At least the travels for April. I traveled a bunch in April and I remember driving to Janesville, going over my calendar. Uh, It was the end of March. My wife and I were talking about April because um, it was like I had a, a week of surgery and then a trip to Kentucky and then come back one day turn around pack my bags leave for a three-day another trip up north wisconsin and i remember looking at it going dude it it, when when you when i travel it's so hard for me to eat to make healthy choices like food wise and i'm gonna miss so much jujitsu i did get a chance to go to a cool jujitsu gym when i was in kentucky but that was one day and it wasn't um you know, it wasn't my gym. It wasn't Open Guard. No place like Open Guard. Um, and uh, you know, in your disciplines and your habits, when I travel, I'm trying just to speak for myself here, kind of go out the window a little bit. So I remember feeling like anxious, man, and not to mention FOMO. Like when I when I leave, I'm missing out on things at home. Uh, maybe I'm just like becoming a homebody. I feel like I used to be a lot more adventurous than I am now. Who knows? But I remember feeling. Looking back, it's a little silly, but in the moment, it was very real for me. Just feeling anxious about um, being gone from jujitsu for for that much time. And uh, looking back, obviously, it's just a blip on the radar. I, I shouldn't get so worked up about those things. But man, I went back. It was my first. It was my my first day back. Now that I'm like back back from travels, and I uh, just got smashed at the gym. And I feel like my cardio is out of whack. Tournament coming up at the end of May. Uh, I'll whip my cardio into shape trying to go down to to compete at 155. My last tournament did okay. Uh, I think I went three and two or something like that in McGee. And um, I did that at 170, and I felt outsized despite the fact that I did okay. Um, so I, I think I, 155 is probably a better better deal for me. So I'm going to eat some lettuce and uh, cut it down. Um, dude, crazy crazy story and I feel it's almost it's like such a crazy story that I feel like you know what I'm gonna save it I'm gonna save it for its own episode uh today on the on the on the show is a guy named Tristan McDonald he's yet another person that I met at open guard jiu-jitsu it's one thing I appreciate about my gym and it's like my non-jujitsu friends non-fight friends are are like uh yeah hey we get it we get it guy you do you you and you go to a gym we get it but i'm sorry i just i just one thing about the gym is that it's uh has given me an opportunity to meet a lot of different people that i i wouldn't have had a chance to meet otherwise and get connected in that way and it's my place to go and just be a member and not 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 uh not have a ton of responsibility except for my responsibility to my fellow man and that's a general universal thing um and so tristan's a guy that i met there and uh he's a guy who uh, i really enjoyed talking to on the show so please enjoy my conversation with the mighty tristan mcdonald and as always if you want to support the show you can do it at one dollar five dollar or ten dollars a month go to the description of the actual show click the link there set that up uh 
for those of you who do give, it really, really is helpful to me, helps pay for my time and purchase and improve the equipment to make the show even better. Without further ado, enjoy my conversation with the mighty Tristan McDonald. Check. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wolfpack Podcast. I'm here with Tristan McDonald. How you doing, Tristan? I'm doing good. I'm can you doing hear good. yourself okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can hear myself. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's about time. I feel bad. I was going to come on here a lot sooner, but I just, you know, yeah, got caught scheduling. up in competing and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> no worries. Training. And now you are on your way out of here. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. Unfortunately, yeah, we're, we're heading out to uh, Utah on... Cassie's got to be there like mid July for med school. All right. So, so, um, who's we? Who's Cassie? Like, who are you? Where are yes. you going? What's next? So, Cassie is uh, me, my fiance. Yeah. Um, I got engaged on uh, Christmas. I proposed to Cassie. Um, and she got accepted into medical school. So, uh, we're heading down to St. George, Utah, which I hear like awesome things about Utah. Like, yeah. you know, it's a little. A little bit scary because, you know, you're going out to a new place and, you know, I'm kind of just going to be, you know, don't know anyone, going right. to be walking into gyms kind of cold turkey, just seeing how yeah. things are, meeting new friends and stuff. But it, it's good, you know, I mean, like it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but that's where all the growth happens, you know, yeah, for is sure. when you're uncomfortable. So, well, yeah. And like I, I've quoted this on the podcast before, but Jimmy, of, of all people, Jimmy Kimmel, like the comedian, yeah. late night guy. <laughs> yeah. He's I heard him in an interview say that. Um, the day he became a man was the day that he moved his family from Seattle to Arizona. Yeah. And really what he was getting to is just like, there really is a ton of growth in just handling the logistics of relocating. Yeah. Like you oh, don't have... For sure. What, and he was probably 24 at the time or whatever, but you don't have your parents like planning where you're going to stay. Exactly, whatever. yeah. That first big move is, is crazy, man. Yeah, no. So it's a little bit... You know, a little bit intimidating, but um, I'm ready for it. Cassie's ready for it. And honestly, I just am excited for the future. I really am. I'm excited for Cassie. I'm excited for her to... You said she's going into medical school? Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah wants to wants to be a doctor. She's not sure what she wants to specialize in yet, but she's kind of all over the place. Like, she's... I, she doesn't want to do family practice, but she's... I, I think that she, as of right now, she would like to look into either dermatology to see if she likes that or um something out of the er unit i don't know why she was a scribe in the er for like two years and she loved working out of the er unit so yeah yeah god bless her soul yeah <laughs> you I know I, I i couldn't do that but. yeah i don't know if i could either i got a buddy whose wife is an er doctor she oh. just she just got through medical school yeah and that's crazy man she's like to be, like I don't know, man. The stakes are just so high I know, yeah. on the other end of your decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't do it, man. I, I just don't think I could hold up mentally there. Like you said, you know, like I don't think I could be in charge of a little kid who just got into an accident, and it's up to me to save his life. I yeah. just okay. So uh, let me ask you this: It's actually Quincy. I never meet, I never meet somebody who's. Uh, spouse or fiance is uh, my whole life. I never meet like a doctor or future doctor. Yeah, spouse. yeah. And then I meet two in the last few years. <laughs> Tell yeah, me this, yeah. Because I had this conversation with my other friend. Okay. 
Cassie goes for medical school, gets her residency, mm-hmm. and then becomes a full-fledged doctor. Yeah. That first doctor paycheck comes in the mail. What are you buying? As the trophy <sighs> husband. As the <laughs> <laughs> What's as going the in the Amazon cart? What yeah. are you buying with that first doctor paycheck? <laughs> I, honestly, um, that's a pretty good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't really know. Honestly, like I probably well, hit- just talked to Cassie, and we'd you know see what she wants to do. Obviously, you know. I mean, I'm. Are I, you aller- do you have an allergy to fun? What are you buying no, with I, this paycheck? I, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, I, I I don't know. I I I wouldn't be like you know dumb with the money. Like I wouldn't go out and just be like, oh, we got to go buy a new car or something. Like I would try to be smart with it, but. I I don't even know. I'm hoping by the time she's a full fledged doctor and gets that full paycheck, I'm hoping that I'm like way professional. Like I'm hoping I'm in like the UFC by that time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's gonna be like eight to ten years from now if I don't do something in that time. Yeah. Oh God, man. Yeah, but even if you already have your own money at that point, it's just yeah. it's still somebody else's money that you, you know, some money you didn't work <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'd probably like. So his answer was my, golf clubs. His answer was golf clubs. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably. So far, you've given probably the right answer, according to Cassie, but it's just yeah, not, it hasn't been a fun answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, dude, to me, seriously, I'd probably buy like, oh, you know what? Okay, I know what I would get. All right. All right. All right. I, I have an official. All right. I have an official right. answer now. I would probably go and I'd find a super nice, like my own personal sauna. And I've looked online and like you can find some of them like cheaper ones for maybe like a thousand bucks, like 2000 and then there's some really really nice saunas and i love saunas like i the medical benefits to them are i mean i don't even know how many studies are out there about the benefits of heat therapy like the sauna recovery um that's what i would do i yeah i'd go out and buy a sauna yeah so because i just you know my body is my investment you know and i just love that stuff i mean i just love sitting in a in a freaking hot sauna i mean i just yeah i just love love it it. I do that at the Y and then like here when yeah, I went out yeah. and I went out and bought a couple of those sauna suits. Uh-huh. So I'll throw that on and then like a sweatshirt over it. Yeah. And bare minimum, if I have no time in the day to, to really get a good workout in, bare minimum, I at least want to sweat. Yeah. On a mm-hmm. daily basis. So I'll throw, yeah, get a, good I'll throw a space heater in this room. I'll throw on the sauna suit. I'll put on a 50 pound backpack. Yeah. And I'll just walk on the treadmill. Oh, so yeah, anyways, so like, that's that's a that's actually a workout. But my point is, it's just getting really hot. Yes. Man, some people hate it. I love it. No, so, yeah, I love it. I love I'd rather. Yeah, I'd rather be hot over cold any day. Well, I think you're in good company with your with your purchase. George St. Pierre, I watched an interview with him Ooh, and they yeah. asked, they said, what would you spend your first million dollars on? Or when you got. Yeah. What you what what were the first things you buy when you became a millionaire? And he Actually, the first like five things were all like, well, I paid off my sister's college and all these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But yeah. they were like, no. Yeah. Same type of conversation. We're like, we're, we want the fun stuff. Yeah, what's the mean? fun stuff? So yeah. he said the first thing he bought for himself when he had the money was he, ther- he bought a sauna and he bought a cold plunge. Yeah. So he could do both. Yeah. So wow. like, I think that's smart. It's like a reinvestment. In yeah, yourself. no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's probably what I'd buy. Plus, like, that would be fun to me. Like, I would love sitting in a sauna just like on weekends and yeah. stuff like that. Like, that would be that'd be awesome. Like, bring some friends over and stuff. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that'd I, be my fun answer. I just bought a uh, a cold plunge. Oh, yeah. For like ice, a tub. Yeah. For ice baths. Yeah. Ooh. Well, let's be OK. It's a f- blue. It's one of those bright blue 50 gallon drums. Yeah. That yeah I bought yeah, it for yeah. $10 <laughs> off Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Because I'm not okay. trying to spend because they have like the same thing. Yeah. Th- and it's like $1,500. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. No, you can yeah. do that with. Yeah. I think you made a good purchase. There. Well, even like seven months a year, you can just go jump in the lake. 
Yeah. And it's super cold. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Wolfpack Podcast is a show where if you have something smart to say, somebody probably already said it better. So we're not just like creating things on the show. Yeah. But we're telling other people about the stuff we consume. So mm-hmm. it's really resource curation. Tell me, uh, what is something that you consume that you think other people should consume? Um. Well, with my... Uh the one that I had off the top of my head would probably be the Fight Science podcast. It was actually introduced to me by um, my my nutritionist and my my best friend Sterling Fisher. Um, he uh, he introduced me to the Fight Science podcast. It's by uh, the Fighter Dietitian. I, I I'm probably butchering his name, but or the Fight Dietitian, I believe his name is. And um, he has that podcast, and he brings on experts from all over. And um, I was just listening to one on the ride here, actually, and they were talking about um, the benefits of creatine monohydrate and the supplementation of that and how, you know, five grams for, you know, weeks loading at a time can increase power output. And I I just I love that. I live for that type of stuff. Obviously, with me being an athlete, you know, a lot of my opinion goes where the facts go. Yeah. Um, Like perfect example, kind of something I tried to. share with like, you know, the, some of the students at open guard was, I, I would say like, Hey, like studies have been shown. Um, they did it with uh, college basketball players that static stretching before, um, a game or a competition or even a practice has actually been proven to reduce power output. Oh, really? And so it's not good to static stretch, but like dynamic stretching, like just kind of, you know, like, yeah, uh, like high knees, butt kicks would be an example moving, yeah. of dynamic movement has actually been proven to help performance. Um, and so I don't static stretch before I practice anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah, kind of yeah. like how my how I guide my own, um, you know, athletic journey is is I go straight from the science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Fight Science Podcast? Yeah, the Fight Science Podcast with Jordan Sullivan. I highly recommend it to anyone. It doesn't matter if you're an actual fighter who's a pro or if you're a... 50 year old man who's just trying to better himself right. in the sport of jujitsu, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. whatever it is. So, wow, that's awesome. So I hear, I know you, my, li- not all my listeners are going to know you shout out to anybody listening from open guard from open guard. They know you. Yeah. But so you Shane, you're an athlete. Yeah. I know. You, so tell us just a little bit about your history and then where you're going. Yeah. So, um, wow, man, how far do you want me to go back? I, um, Would you, uh, so long story short, you're, you wrestled, I, I, what I know is through high school and college. Yeah, yeah. When did so you start wrestled, wrestling? So I started wrestling. Um, I believe it was uh, my freshman year of high school. Okay, not not before that. No, yeah, no, not before that. Awesome. I wish I would have started before that, but no, I was doing a uh, karate. Oh, were you? Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm actually a uh, second degree killer in karate. I'm a second degree <laughs> black belt in karate. And, so when did you um, get your black belt? Eighth grade. Dude, I don't even remember. It probably was. It, I got my black belt probably when I was in like fifth grade, dude. I mean, I don't even remember. Yeah. That's how long ago. I just okay. Yeah, so I'm a second degree black belt in karate, but I wish I would have been a uh, second degree black belt in wrestling. That would have oh, been yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, you know, if I'd have started that earlier. But yeah, no. So I wrestled in high school, and then I uh, was a wrestler for the University of Iowa. Right. I was a walk on there. I wrestled there for five. Tell years. me what walk on means. Uh, walk on just means that, um, you like weren't recruited. You just right. sign up, you know, you sign up to go to the university of Iowa and uh-huh. I wanted to be a part of the wrestling team there. Right. So I showed up and it wasn't 
really like as formal as I thought it was going to be, you know, uh -huh. like I kind of thought they'd be like, okay, well, this is what happens. You're going to sign these papers and then There's you're going to pretty famous coach there, right? Yeah. Uh, What's it? yeah. Tom and Terry brands. And that's, uh, did he coach Cejudo? Uh, Terry Brands coached Henry Cejudo in yep. the Olympics, right? Yeah, it was in the. Oh God, now I'm gonna fail my history lesson here. I believe it was in the 2000 Olympics. Okay, was that what it was? And what did he go to Iowa or was was? was no, Brands I believe Henry Cejudo. He he was the youngest Olympian ever, I believe, before Kyle Snyder. I think Kyle Snyder came in and won gold when he was 17 or 18. But before that, I, I believe Henry Cejudo was the youngest Olympian ever. He won the. Yeah, he won the Olympics. So. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Right, because Triple C, right? Yeah, he was, Triple C, baby. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. gold medal in the Olympics and then flyweight and bantamweight champion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, he was... Uh, he's back in the use out of pool, you know that? Yeah, I yeah. did see that. Yeah, he's coming back into Probably it. Probably I mean, featherweight. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I think that's what he's going for, right? Yeah. He's going for featherweight title now. Yeah. Is that what it is? Well, I, obviously, I think he wants to go straight for a title shot, but oh, yeah. bare minimum, I think that's going to be his weight class, though. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. How do you think he'll do? Oh, I think he's. I think he's one of the most skilled fighters in those lower weight classes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, I don't know what to think, man. As far as if he were to go like straight to a shot against Volkanovski. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. If ring rust is a thing. Yeah. I'm not. I love fighting. It's about the only TV I watch. Yeah. I train at Open Guard, almost exclusively, just focusing on jujitsu. So I'm not. I always try to not. Yeah, I'm not that smart with this stuff. I just like watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So, that's but all right. I think it'd do well. You look at his legacy, dude, and his, yeah. and his resume. Yeah, he's. Why? What do you think? Oh no, I th I think he's gonna do pretty good. Yeah. I just feel like I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's a very driven man. Yeah. You know, and I mean, when he puts his mind to something, he you know the history shows when he puts his mind to something, he gets it done. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, you know, ring rust is is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can get back into it. I think he's going to do pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, this doesn't matter a ton, but I don't know why he did the the cringe thing. Like, you know, that... You think about his story, like, uh, his mom's an immigrant. His yeah, dad wasn't around. Yeah, Olympic had, gold medalist. Two-weight class champion. Like, you could have just let all that speak for yourself. Speak yeah. for itself. But you, like, went down this yeah. other path. You know, I think that... Honestly, I think that brings up the the interesting topic of you know marketing marketing yeah. yourself as a fighter you know it's who I, I was just talking to someone I forgot who it was but I was just talking to someone and I had said you know like it's it's hard because there's not like a pamphlet that says okay read this pamphlet if you want to be a professional fighter yeah. or like here's here's you know how to be a professional athlete for dummies right. you know what I mean like there's nothing out there like that it's kind of like trial and error and a part of being a professional athlete really in whatever sport it is you have to market yourself you know yeah. and, and it, it called fortunate or unfortunate depending on how you look at it but fighters I mean you know how it is man they're trying to sell that pay-per-view right and right. I think for you know Henry his pay-per-view I, I think he tried to make it you know the the cringe but I mean I think his real pay-per-view was just the fact that he was just an amazing yeah. athlete man I mean just people probably just wanted to see him compete. He was just such a dominant fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Such a dominant athlete in general. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, do you sell your soul to the devil? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think I, I'm not saying he sold his soul to no, the I devil, but, saying, no. but he, uh, 
yeah, he kind of went the cringe route. And, you know, some people love it. Some people think it's hilarious. And some people you can definitely tell, obviously, some people think it's very like, oh, he just should have stayed like authentic if you want to call it sure. that, I guess. See, but, but I'm actually fine with the cringe route. I just didn't think he needed it. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I would like, agree. Yeah. He's already got this crazy true backstory. Yeah. That no, didn't, I agree. He didn't really require like Covington needed it. Yeah, I he was uninteresting. He made himself interesting. Cejudo was interesting and was like, let me be just as interesting in a different, unnecessary way. Yeah. And again, none of this, all of this is outside of the cage, so it really doesn't matter a ton. Yeah. This, you know, this is where I go, oh, wow, I've engaged in the soap opera. But yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm, I know, I'm watching, yeah. you know. I heard somebody say recently, they said fighters either need their fame, either need people to really, really care about them or to really, really hate them. Yeah. Which one doesn't matter as long as they feel strongly about you. Yeah. Before or against Well, it was kind of like Kale Sonnen. I mean, wasn't he like... Yeah, a lot of people hated him. Yeah. yeah he was like a better version of Colby Covington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. As he far was. as selling his fights. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would yeah. I would, I would, would agree with that. Man, to bring it, I wanted to bring this up on the podcast just yeah. to kind of bring it more to like a local level. I have to say, dude, from when I first came here to not or, you know, to the last time we rolled together for you specifically, your growth in jujitsu, man, has just been huge. Oh, thank you. That yeah. Means a lot. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I all give credit where credit is due. I mean, I remember like when when I first came here and you know, obviously you didn't know jujitsu. I didn't really know. I didn't right, know jujitsu. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but you like, come in with a lot of that wrestling. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I came in with wrestling and I was, you know, I'd, I was able to pretty much like ragdoll you when I first 100%. met you, dude. Yeah. But man, like the last time we rolled, I could tell you had a intensity behind you and you were like, I'm here to roll. Yeah. And even I think it just comes to show that even in that difference of mentality with just the fact that I could tell like the last time we slapped and bumped you were like, okay, like I'm, I'm ready to throw down here. Like, I don't want to talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> and even with that, like you, your threat level went from whatever it was and it jumped up 10 levels. Oh man. Well, thank you. So, I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate no, I was just thinking about that kind of, uh, when we were talking about open guard earlier. Yeah, yeah. No, so I appreciate that. And I think the, the, what's helped me take, uh, larger steps forward personally was putting pancreation on the calendar. Yeah. Cuz now I now I'm I was fo I was training with much more focus yeah. in that direction, you know. Yeah. So coming from me that means a lot. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I just think it's I, I that's the beautiful thing about jiu-jitsu, man. It's like I there's so many people who, you know, um I I don't know your exact age, but there's probably people who you know, are close to your age and they probably won't even ever just step in the room. Right. The you know, old, you're say, saying like on the older end. Yeah. Or they'll just say something like, oh man, like, you know, I just, I, that's not, that type of stuff's not for me or, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I miss that train, whatever yeah. it is, uh, you know, to kind of justify to themselves that they have an excuse not to do it. Right. And man, you just, you, you didn't want to become a part of that statistic. Well, I appreciate that, you know? man. Like, and I, I think, I'm buddies with some of the guys that watch their kids do the kids' class, and I go, hey, you should yeah, get in here. Yeah. And, like, there's a wall in their head. They go, no, I'm, that's not me. I go, it's yeah. not an identity thing, dude. There's something deep inside you as a man yeah. that wants to fight. So I'm not saying yes, everybody will love yep. it like we do, yeah. but I am saying, dude, it, it clicks something yeah. inside of every, especially men, yeah. that needs to be used and i think that there's so much growth in 
to come from jujitsu, whether you're a competitor or you're just someone signing up for self-defense or you're just someone signing up for weight loss. Yeah, for I think sure. there's, like you said, there's so much. That's what I think is so cool about it is there's so much personal growth in the sport. And obviously, I, I believe that's in wrestling as well. Yeah. But there's so much growth in the sport of jujitsu. It's honestly just insane to see people who, you know, started when I first got there and you look at him now, like another good one. It was actually really funny. Um, was Aaron? He's uh, yeah, big and, Aaron. Yeah. Um, no, 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 right? no, no, not big Aaron. I'm talking about uh, the cop Aaron. Oh yeah. Like yeah. um, well, big Aaron too. He, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like everyone strong. grows. Yeah, yeah. Everyone grows. I mean, yeah. seriously. Just I mean, it's like God, dude. These guys just get tougher and tougher. You know. Yeah. But I was saying the uh, um, the cop Aaron. Yeah. He um, it was funny. We were going against each other. Man, I think it actually might have been like the last practice I had at Open Guard. And, you know, we started on our feet or whatever. And, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I obviously I didn't. You're a really think, good wrestler. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm like, okay, like, you know, like, let's see how this goes. Man, he dropped down low, like lowered his level yeah. and fucking blast doubled me. Yeah. Like <laughs> six feet backwards. And it was so, like, funny because everyone around was like, whoa, whoa. Like, cause, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, yeah, dude, he just was like, I'm going to blast double this motherfucker. Or yeah. I'm going to blast double this guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. he, he hit me with it, dude. And he, he got me. And, uh, I just was kind of laughing and, and everyone around was laughing. Yeah. He was like, wow, man, like had a had someone good teacher show me that double. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't, it's just so cool to see the that development. It's just cool elevated. to see that development. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I mean, like, you know, so many guys in jiu-jitsu, they don't even want to shoot. You know what right, I mean? Like right. they'd rather just pull guard. You know, they don't want to lose the two, yeah. you know, lose the two points. And uh, man, that, that, that was kind of cool. That's a great example. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I'm running out of time here. So just tell, give me like the short version of what's the what's the five-year plan 10-year plan where do you go next you want to go and be a pro fighter right yeah no yeah i want to be a pro fighter yeah i um man five ten year plan i definitely want to i want to do a couple more stand-up fights like i, w I would like to do like a muay thai fight or a kickboxing fight okay. or um even a boxing fight uh to kind of emphasize and focus on the areas that i really need to work on sure you know and um obviously the training for those fights will will help that right um but yeah i want to do a couple of those and then when i'm done doing those stand-up fights once i obviously feel ready so i would say hopefully within the next year or two um i'm taking my first amateur mma fight okay cool and um nice, obviously man. i'm sure that'll be in utah and whatnot right. and just really going from there like competing full-time is you know my job competing and training full-time is my job so right right well, awesome, man. I look forward to your watching your future and following your career. Glad we got you on the podcast yeah, on the ground you, level. Man. Just I come really back. Appreciate it. Come back again later. I know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, man. I got to get going. All Thanks right. for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it.